I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. I like anime. And I don't. And this is Journey to the Core. All right, welcome to the first mini-sode of Journey to the Core. Exciting. Yeah, and I think this will be the format from now on. We're going to have a dedicated series devoted to the cores we're watching currently from the new seasons. Yeah, I think that makes sense. A check-in on what's airing at the current moment. So, last time, when we talked about the world Yamishibai... Sorry, Yamishibai. Just Yamishibai. Ghost stories. We discussed that we started watching shows from the new season. Mine being Skullface bookseller Honda-san. So let's talk about, first, Skullface bookseller Honda-san. Yes, tell me about it. Because you liked the first three episodes quite a bit. Uh, Yeah, the show started really strong. Uh, It had a great personality, great sense of humor, a really eccentric creative animation. And it was also very informative. I learned a lot about Japanese bookshop culture, the corporate structure of that business. Uh, So I watched a lot about Boy Love. That I did. Uh, and I'm, I'm always looking to learn more about that specific genre. However, going into the next six episodes, that's how many were available at the time. I think there are a few episodes left in the, the core. Yeah, stuff's wrapping up in like the next couple of weeks, but not everything starts at the same time. So. Okay. Well, these six episodes honestly didn't grab me mm. like the first three, and I'm not sure what to contribute that to. Well, that's I, a little disappointing to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and maybe this is controversial, because I don't know how people feel about this show. I don't read reviews online. Maybe I should. I'd be curious to see what the general reaction is. But it feels to me like the the show, it feels to me like the show really kind of only has one or two jokes Uh and once you get past that initial burst once you get past the first few episodes you sort of realize that it you you realize that it's a bit repetitive Mm -hmm. and so while these episodes weren't bad by any stretch they still had that engaging animation and a few solid laughs here and there they didn't hit me with the same kind of urgency that those initial three did yeah i've run into that a few times over the course of watching anime i think like it's harder to tell when anime is like a sitcom equivalent because everything yeah everything generally lasts like 12 episodes unless it's one of those like infinitely long shows that just keeps going and everything kind of it's hidden under the veneer of being from a different culture and being animated and so you don't you don't like immediately notice a sitcom like you can't like tell it's like a sitcom camera or anything like you can when you look at a television show isn't like yeah watching the first few episodes of book face skeleton skeleton a skull face bookseller honda-san yes skull face bookseller honda-san uh you wouldn't like immediately notice it was like a sitcom equivalent where it's just like a repeated joke uh or or, like the same like kinds of jokes and like you know like sitting down to watch the big bang theory and you notice the camera angles and you notice the bazingas bazinga you notice the laugh track so all in all skull face solid show i think but not reaching the highs that i initially expected it to Oh, that's throughout the course of its run. On the upside, I am learning a lot about Japanese book culture. That's always nice. So that is one positive thing I can say about my experience watching this show thus far. Mm. Do you think you're prepared to go work at a Japanese bookstore now? Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, let me know when you're moving. We'll see if we can do this podcast long distance. Uh, although we might not have to, because I think it's time for me to talk about the show I watched. So, Zach, what show have you been watching this season? Uh, so I've been continuing to watch like a few shows like JoJo's and stuff that I'm going to keep watching. But uh, I wanted to talk about this one show that I started watching by coincidence. Just saw it on the list and was like, oh, that's a funny looking show. I'll check it out for a few episodes. And that show is uh, Hinomaru Sumo. Okay. So as you can tell, it's a show about sumo. But it's, so it's a sumo show, but it's, it's like a normal sports anime. 
I don't know if you've seen or any of those, but basically... We watched one episode of that baseball show, that newer baseball show. Yeah, that show. one's not the same. That We watched, um, it's like Guru Many Moneyball or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that one's a bit different. That one's like a comedy show focused on like an adult trying to make a career. Most sports shows are like this, and they're set in high school or college, and you're in a club. Uh, and it's all about like hot-blooded like it's like it's basically a Dragon Ball Z But instead of fighting they're doing their sports. Okay, and this is just like that except it's sumo uh, And that that comes with like notable differences like no one is wearing pants ever Everyone's just wearing their loincloths go on <laughs> See all these like men walking around just wearing loincloths like on the subway trains and like they're wearing like, school uniform tops Then loincloths and everyone keeps talking about each other's loins and the strengths of their loins All right, everyone gird your loins and everyone's like they're built like sumo wrestlers So it's like you know like handsome anime boy face and like a giant body like ripped arms And like when they're wearing clothes, there's like a ripped guy But then they take it off and like there's no ads gut and like huge pecs <laughs> Uh, and even the main character, who's like the rippedest kid ever, he's like really short and he's really, really buff. But even he looks like this is not like a normal anime body type because like, you know, like the, the stomach goes is bigger than the rest and there's no abs. And it's just like, wow, it's uh, it's very strange. And they're wearing, they're all wearing like diapers. I know I shouldn't make fun of the loincloths. They're very important, but like it looks very weird in anime form. I would imagine it does. Yeah. And so like, what's the storyline? What's so, the motivation? So we open on uh, this kid going around and it opens on a train uh, he's on a subway train and some girls getting groped and he stops the guy from groping her uh and then it turns out he wasn't wearing pants and haha that's the joke um, and then he goes into the, he finds this high school. He's looking around for high schools to get drafted into because mm -hmm. he is, he is one of the top sumo wrestlers in Japan. And when, and when you're a top sumo wrestler, you get to be named after your region's katana. What does katana mean? It means Japanese sword. Uh, and so he has one of those. I don't remember it, unfortunately, but, uh, he's looking around for this like really prestigious sumo wrestling high school and he ends up getting involved with this like lower end, like doesn't really have like a functional club high school instead. And he forms a partnership, he forms a friendship with uh, this kid who isn't very good at sumo and he's the only one that does sumo at the school and he gets bullied for sumo and etc. And so they, they do some sumo stuff and they get into a gang fight uh, and so the gang leader is like, alright, we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight on my terms I'm gonna punch you in the face for 15 minutes. And he's like, okay. And so then the gang leader punches him in the face for 20 minutes straight and the character doesn't flinch and then he takes him out in one move because sumo is the true fighting style. Mm -hmm. And anytime this guy gets into like a sumo match the main character he always is like i'm rest i am sumo wrestling not for myself but also for god or like god's given you like the loins of a champion or like <laughs> uh we don't really learn why yet but he's covered in scars uh, and he's very short again and so when it's first brought up by a character he's very short we get a flashback and it's his mom in a hospital bed and she's dying and crying and she's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't give you a bigger body. And then we cut back to the, the character uh, and he's covered in scars and then we cut to him like punching trees in the woods. And like, yeah, so like instead of like, it's all about like how punches are weak, but like open palm slaps are very powerful. I see. And like, just like sumo is the true fighting style. Uh, and it's it's very interesting because I watch a lot of like sports shows and a lot of fighting shows, mm -hmm. and so it's very interesting to see uh, sumo honored in this way and like sumo with like anime characters like hair catching on fire and like their eyes glowing like a dragon and like they just do sumo stuff at each other. There should be a sumo wrestler on Terrace House. Agreed. I mean, there might have been. We haven't watched like six seasons of it. Oh, true. There's a lot of Terrace House. All right. Email us and let us know if there's a sumo wrestler on Terrace House. We'll that's, watch that season. That's 
journey to the core at gmail.com. I mean, I gotta say, like, the, the baseball player's arc is my favorite in Terrace House. Oh, absolutely. Just like, that is sucking so hard. Like, but yeah, like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just very interesting to watch this very weird on its own merit show, but also just like, it's very strange seeing all these tropes I know applied to sumo wrestling. It's, it's a very fun ride i haven't caught up to where it is yet um but the first six are they aren't like anything stellar it doesn't look amazing it doesn't like doesn't do anything all that unique but it's just been a very fun ride to watch all this crazy stuff being applied to sumo wrestling and like sumo wrestling being given such like a a neat spotlight it's one of those things that like you know it's important in japan important nowhere else so it's been it's always interesting to see sumo it's like uh remember that ed and eddie episode where they feed Johnny so much to make him a sumo and they feed him peaches and cream. This might be a little bit of heresy, but I never watched Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Wow. I wasn't a Cartoon Network kid growing up. Wow. I watched PBS for most of my early life and then switched over to Nick. See, I, when, I, when I made the switch to Nick, because I also watched PBS as a child, you know, like between the lines and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I made the switch over to Nick, I also switched over to Cartoon Network because it was one channel away on my on my connection. Uh, and then also I had the advantage, I guess, of like older siblings who would watch like Pokemon and Looney Tunes on Cartoon Network already. And so it was like really easy to get that transition. And also during that era, Cartoon Network introduced me to anime mm-hmm. during that same era because that's when I watched Dragon Ball and Yu Hakusho and Bo 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 Bo. I will say I really liked Totally Spies. Oh man. Have you ever... I did watch that show. Have you ever looked at Totally Spies again since... No, but I'm sure most of my fetishes yeah, are now. It's, every episode is just about fetishes. Directly related to that show. You, you can find uh, the school doc of like every episode and has like every fetish in the episodes. Oh, good. And they're, uh, it's ridiculous. And there was uh, Scooby-Doo, reruns oh, of, of Scooby-Doo, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I distinctly recall staying home or faking sick and staying home just so I could watch Scooby-Doo at 11 a.m. See, for me, it was kind of the opposite. I would fake being sick and stay home. And, you know, like, I'm a kid, so I'd eventually just be like, oh, I guess I'll watch TV. I have nothing else to do. And then being so upset that it was Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. Because... I'm so sorry. I like Scooby-Doo, but the older scooby the Hanna-Barbera, like, original Scooby-Doo, every episode being the exact same, and, and, like, having, like, 20 minutes dedicated to, like, a really lousy musical guest, I hated it. <laughs> it was, I was so... Like, any time I would turn into that channel and see that, I, would, I was just so upset. Oh. And so, like, everyone around me, like, my, from my parents to, like, my older siblings to, like, everyone my age being like, yeah, Scooby-Doo's great. And then I was be like, I hate Scooby-Doo. Wow, like, that's going to be another sub-podcast at some point. Uh, well, the thing, I don't right, hate Scooby-Doo anymore, Scooby-Doo. obviously. And, like, I've liked other Scooby-Doo shows over the course of my life. Scooby-Doo uh, versus the Ghost Bear. Yeah, of course. Uh, featuring WWE wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of, of course I love that. And I, I love that. I love the whole era of, like, Cyber Chase. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that was a great one. Yeah, and, like, that whole era of the movies. Movie. I think, like, the Zombie Island. That was all great. And, Even the live-action Scooby-Doo film that James Gunn wrote. Oof. Not great, but it has my favorite joke of all time in it. Which is... Which is... Hey, sorry, bro. I will crush your bones into dust! I don't know why. It's it's that joke or the Balchanians bit for a Men in Black 2. Okay, he's a Balchanian! Those are probably my top two jokes. They're, they're both solid choices, jokes. I think. Yeah, I mean, like, the James Gunn movie definitely had upsides. Pretty much one upside. trash. Yeah. Which is that moment monsters unleashed had alicia silverstone so 
pretty good. It had that going for it. So back to what's going to be in the podcast, I guess. Which so, is all that. Yeah, of course. And more. I don't remember how we got. Oh yeah, so we were talking a, about sumo yeah, wrestling. So there's an episode of Ed and Eddie where they Ed feed, Eddie. They, feed <laughs> right. they feed one of the neighbor kids tons and tons of peaches and cream to make him huge and fat to be a sumo wrestler. And they're like, all right, this is it. We're gonna make all the money. We're gonna get jawbreakers because the entire aim of the show is to get a single quarter by a jawbreaker. And so they're like, all right, this is it. It's finally happening. We're gonna get jawbreakers. We're gonna be, make millions off of this sumo wrestler. And then one of the characters who is one of the Eds, Double D, is just like, ah, if we were in Japan. And they're like, what? And like, yeah, they're, they make a lot of money and they're revered if you're in Japan. And they're just like, how do we get to Japan? And like, we don't. And it's like, oh, well. <laughs> and then the episode finished ends. Uh, and I love that. And, I, and ever since then, I've always been like, like, this show feels like it's finally the answer to that show to me. <laughs> like, You've years, come full years later. Yeah, and like, I've, I've like watched some wrestling. Like, I know some things about it. Mark Kozilek should do a, an album about sumo wrestling. I mean, he probably has time today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has he released today's album yet? He did an album in 2003, A Sung Kill Moon, called Ghosts of the Great Highway, and every track is about a famous boxer, mm-hmm. like Salvador Sanchez, Duck Koo Kim, Glenn Tipton. Oh, you know who else could do it? Uh, the Mountain Goats? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had the wrestling album. Now let's do a uh, sumo album. Or, or, what about the actual wrestling vinyl that I own? Have the people who did uh, the Hulk Hogan theme song <laughs> do an album about sumo. We can bring sumo to the West. I mean, I, I'm what, like, I... I I feel like it would have already been done. It could happen. People still. couldn't even bring soccer to the West, and that's like no, this is the year America. Man. But like, this is the year it's gonna happen. Uh, I love that every year is the year soccer is finally gonna come to the United States. I don't understand why we're so resistant to it. To be honest, you have those fourteen really dedicated soccer fans. Like we like baseball, and that's way more boring. No man, this this is the year. <laughs> it's finally happening. David Beckham's coming to the LA Galaxies, or what was the name of that team? I don't have a clue. They spent $250 million wow. to bring David Beckham to the United States. This is wow. it. No, it Soccer's isn't. finally happening. No. No, that was, a, that was a success. And soccer's huge now. Yeah, I, I love I was soccer. just watching soccer today. It's on every channel. <laughs> you can't not watch soccer. It's yeah. mandated. I mean, I could definitely go for more riots. So I'm pretty okay with soccer catching on here. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have nearly enough riots. Oh, agreed. I don't think even the cities have enough riots about sports. Like, my college only put one lamppost through a building. Oh, and you have to like, do better than that. Yeah, like, in all fairness, that was the only time we'd ever won a game of any sport, I think, when I was there. Which team was it? It was our hockey team. Oh, congratulations. It's funny, because, like, before I went there, we had, like, one of the best hockey teams in the nation. And then I get there, and we bottomed out incredibly hard. That was probably you it's my fault i know i scared away all the good hockey players like oh man that kid's coming here Mm." but yeah so sumo wrestling uh did you say you pucked them over So sumo wrestling, uh, this show, you know, mario sumo, uh, it was, it's really interesting. Again, I've only seen like half of it. Um, I don't, I don't know anything about the manga that I assume it's based on. Um, but yeah, it's all right. It's been a fun ride. I don't think it would have caught my eye or would have watched it or I'd be as positive on it if it was about any other sport. It doesn't like stand out in the realm of sports shows. Like it's not like Q U, which is about volleyball and like amazing, but it's fine. Uh, like I enjoy it. You, if you're interested in, if you like sports anime, it's definitely something to check out. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this mini-sode, this yeah. inaugural mini-sode of Journey to the Core. 
If you want to get in touch with Journey to the Core, you can send us an email at journeytothecore@gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. And the podcast is available on SoundCloud and I think everywhere you find podcasts. Yeah, I think on Twitter we're at Journey Core and not Journey to the Core. Yeah, but if you Google uh, it, it'll yeah, come it'll up. come up. That's our like our name. Yeah, yeah. Check us out. Shoot us. Shoot. Say hi. Questions, suggestions, corrections, insults. We're open to all of them. Yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. <laughs>